Welcome to Adventures of Supergirl Radio, your source for the Adventures of Supergirl digital comic based on the CW Supergirl TV series, even if the comic still says CBS. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. I'm Morgan Glennon. And we are going to discuss Adventures of Supergirl number 13, which was written by Sterling Gates and includes art by Emma Viacelli. The description for the final issue of this series reads, quote, Who is Supergirl? Kara Danvers has learned a lot about her super abilities, her strength as a friend and as a sister, her love of being human and alien at the same time. And now she'll need to pull it all together to defeat her most dangerous foe to date, unquote. So that's a pretty emotional description for this issue, but it is very fitting for the end of this series. Um, what did you all think about, because this, this issue was all about how Supergirl is going to defeat Facet and go out victorious over this foe. So, Carly, what did you think about how Supergirl defeated Facet in this issue? Well, it's it's interesting because, like, we saw we saw in the penultimate issue... Oh, nice! Uh, <laughs> nice. Supergirl, Supergirl basically getting ready to lay the smackdown on Facet at the beginning before we jumped back and saw the outcome of the Rampage slash Karen and Alex encounter and that kind of how that kind of resolved. So now we're basically coming back into the middle of the action. And I mean, at this point, Kara, it's, I, I like that actually this seems like there's a lot of voiceover or like internal, internal monologue on this issue. Um, but I like that the, I like that Kara basically just flies facet like into the atmosphere and then drops her. Yeah, that's pretty hard. Cause she's, cause she's like so pissed that facet went after her friends and her family, which I don't blame her for being upset. And I think it kind of makes sense though, that Kara would be so, so passionate and upset by it that she would just kind of react. Cause we've seen, you know, she does, she does sometimes tend to act from her emotions, which I feel is very real and believable and something that, you know, even though she's not a human, a very humanizing thing. And that's, um, and that's very Supergirl uh, throughout right. most of her incarnations that she's very brash and impetuous. Those are the right. words that I most use when I describe Supergirl. So it's very fitting. Yeah. And, and plus it's not like it's going to kill facet dropping. I think at that point she's kind of just trying to do something that's going to, maybe make it tough for her to get back up again quickly. Um, Cause she's trying to find the advantage. And I think in the beginning she's got, she knows she has the plan in the works with Alex and the DEO and Hank, but she doesn't necessarily know if it's going to work. So it, I think part of it's like buying time. Part of it's kind of trying to get her out of the way. And then the rest of it is like, you went after my family. I'm pissed at you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she might not have known exactly how it was going to play out, she was pretty confident that what she was doing was going to succeed. Like, she even had the math figured out. She talks about, and by my math, and with today's wins in mind, you know, like, she's calculated (laughs) all of this stuff. So there are parts of her plan that, you know, it's very meticulous. Like, she knows what's going to happen when she does a certain thing. So uh, I, I think her confidence plays into how prepared she is. Uh, Morgan, what did you think about Supergirl versus Facet in this issue? 
Well, at first, I, I felt like kind of a bad person because I laughed really hard when she dropped her from space. There's this, like, one panel where, like, she she just lets her go. And, like, the next panel, you see Facet just glaring at her as she's plummeting towards Earth. And I was like, that is comedy gold right there. She's just, like, really pissed. Like, they both know it's not going to kill her. But Facet is, like you know what? <laughs> and then whoosh, right to, right down to earth. I was like, well done. Like you kind of see her, her face, like her frowny face all the way down. And yeah. it's just really good. <laughs> but I really liked Yeah. I liked how she was using, like she had thought it through, like the whole thing that she, she had thought through. And as you're going through it, you're like, how is she going to beat Facet? It doesn't seem like there's a way, like they've been fighting hand to hand. And I really love the art when she talks about in the voiceover, you know, we're fighting for a half an hour and in the background there, the, the panels that stand out are the uh, much darker with the, with the bubbles. But in the background, you can kind of see like bits and pieces of their fighting, like somebody throwing a punch or some, or her using her heat vision. So it really gives you like that depth of like, Oh boy, they're tired. Like they've been fighting for a really long time. Yeah, uh, I think that's on pages 11 and 12. And I liked that too, because you you could see the passage of time that was happening and how how hard it was for both of them to fight each other. And yeah, I thought the, the background was very effective to uh, to show the extent to how, you know, to how they were fighting and, and what it was taking to take each other on. So yeah, I liked that a lot. And uh, one of the funnier aspects to me of the interaction between Supergirl and Facet, especially in space, is that Supergirl, when she takes her up, she's got limits, which I thought was interesting that Sterling brought that up, that, that there are limits to how far Supergirl can fly up into space. And, and that's, that's kind of, a, from what I understand, sort of a debated topic. Can Superman just fly anywhere he wants to in space? Or does he have to put one of those suits on like he does in the Superman the Animated Series where it sort of looks like an astronaut? So he, Sterling, I guess, has applied some of that to Supergirl in this issue. But uh, when they go up into space and Facet is trying to talk to Supergirl... Supergirl can't hear what she's saying. And there's this, like, thought balloon that is blank. And so there's no text in there. And I was like, oh, there's no, I don't have to translate anything because there's nothing to translate. Um, but I just thought that was a, a, a neat use of that, that we visually could see that Supergirl couldn't hear anything she was saying. And I just want to brag on myself because I know that Carly has predicted a lot of things that have happened in this story. <laughs> but I think that I was a little bit right about some of Facet's motives because I think, and we'll have to check the tape, check the, check the recording, but I think I mentioned last time in the penultimate uh, episode <laughs> of, the, of this series that... Facet was trying to basically make Kara the new Allura. She was trying to reshape her into the, the, the judge and the, the person Allura was. And, you know, she ta- Supergirl talks about how Facet was trying to reshape her. And Facet mm-hmm. says, you'll be better than your mother ever was. I'm going to make you the greatest judge in the history of Krypton. You'll stand in judgment of everyone on this mud ball of a planet. She, she really takes a dig at earth there calls calls us a mud ball um yeah uncool facet not cool facet we're we're a little better than that we're a little classier than a mud ball um but uh, but i i thought that was was it made sense 
that that's what she was sort of trying to do is she was trying to make because Allura is gone so car is the next best thing and what I thought was really tied nicely into that idea was that Facet is trying to make her a judge and trying to make her this person who has no room for compassion but at the end of the issue you see that Supergirl actually does physically stand in physically and I guess idealistically uh and I don't know maybe also sort of legally because they like arrest her and take her to the DEO and all that stuff but um she's actually standing in judgment of Facet at the end of the issue and she proves facet wrong by actually offering her compassion so i thought that was really cool that there was that idea of how facet wanted her to be like allura and she ends up kind of being like allura in the end just not in the way she had wanted her to i also thought it was really cool that there was the twist of uh sai working with supergirl uh, because we knew that, you know, Kara and Alex had gone to like give her body a proper burial. So that's why when I saw Sai pop up with Fast, I was kind of confused because I was like, didn't they kind of come to some kind of understanding? Turns out Sai basically manipulated Fasta into thinking that she had taken Eliza Danvers, uh, but really it was just an illusion. Yeah, so the real the real Eliza is safe and sound somewhere else. We don't know where at this point, but yeah, I thought that was a that was a fun twist. Yeah, that was a good twist. Um, one I had not seen coming, um, but that actually made sense in, in terms of what we know about Sai and her character and her abilities. The only thing I kind of had an issue with, and and this is just a little nitpick. I just thought it was a little silly in some respects to see Supergirl and Alex like doing this like incantation or whatever it was to to fix Psy and her body. I thought it was a little silly, but that's what they had to do to make that work for them, um, even though it was a little strange. But um, but that's that was part of the ritual to make that happen for Psy, so uh, I guess that makes sense. So what did you all think about how they they t- take... Well, we, we do not only see the kind of the takedown of Facet, but we see some of what's happening in the DEO a little bit. We know that Alex and Hank show up and they take a part in that. So what, what did you guys think about how the DEO uh, came into play in this issue? Um, Carly, we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, I like that they, that, you know, Supergirl, I think she knew that she wasn't going to be able to take Facet down all on her own. And so it made sense for her to work with Alex and Hank and, everybody in the DEO. And then it was kind of cute because at the end when they're, when they're showing kind of how everybody's moving on and, and kind of resolving this particular story, you see Karen working at the DEO to like help fix stuff that that was really cute. Yeah. She's using her strength to like, (laughs) to like, you know, put things back up again. And I like how her, her, her dialogue is still like all in caps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when she's rampage, her text, you know, her her font needs to be rampagey. Even though she's not rampaging out, she's still a little bit bigger. So the the font size is actually bigger. So yeah, I like that a lot. And I like that she has a little bit of an interaction with Hank. And uh, so it's a it's a cute little thing. He actually calls her Miss Faulkner. Um, you know, it's very respectful of her and and of her um, her actual name, not just rampage like her her real name is is what he calls her so i liked that a lot and i like that it sort of 
tied back into all of the events that we had seen previously. Like we got little cameos of Wynn and James, um, inter, you know, mixed in with all the DEO stuff. We got to see how, you know, we were going back to how James and Wynn had played a part earlier on in the series. So it was nice to see everything sort of brought back full circle. Um, we got a little bit of Cat Grant again at the end. We, we <laughs> did. did. Yeah, she's full on calling her Kira and and talking about her coffee and and doing her cat grant thing with all of her monitors. That makes me so happy. Yeah. I love, I love so many monitors. I love I love I love Cat Grant's monitors, and they all have most of them have Supergirl on them. So whatever's happening that day in front of uh, in Cat Grant's office, Supergirl did something uh, worthy to be on the news. But I guess having a Supergirl in existence is enough to get her on the news. <laughs> and then it was funny that at the end, Alex and Cara are getting ready to have movie night, and Alex is talking about a Tom Cruise movie. Where she's like, "If you pause it, you can see." And then you're like, <laughs> "You don't find out what happens because Hank calls." I, I love like, that. I was like, "That's," but it's so funny because it's like it. It reminds me so much of what they do on the TV show, where they just have Alex and Cara having sister time. I was laughing so hard at that because on the TV show, they're always like binge watching something. Like they always, they like come back from a hard day and they're like, all right, Netflix time, which I relate to. <laughs> yes. And I actually started a, uh, a Google sheet of all of those, um, those TV shows. So I have a list somewhere. Uh, maybe that should be on the Supergirl wiki of all the TV shows they watch. Now I'm going to have to start one for the movies that they mentioned, because I, I feel like those, some of those movies reflect part of their characters now i don't know about scream even though that's a classic classic horror movie (laughs) contact i think is is a very interesting choice because that is a movie about trying you know building these plans to make a, a a spaceship of some kind to make contact with alien life and it's jodie foster kind of sort of time traveling i don't know i haven't watched it in a long time but that's that's sort of how i took it but yeah, I think that's a very fitting thing to put in there as a as a movie reference to fit in with Supergirl. Um, but the all the right moves reference, I'm gonna. Ha- I don't think I've ever watched that movie, so now I'm gonna have to watch it because I want to know what they're talking about. And apparently, if you pause it just right, <laughs> well, I'll have to figure out where I need to pause it uh, because I'm I'm not exactly I'm not exactly sure. So uh, we'll we'll see if the, somebody has like a timestamp somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's nice that they, they have a little scene where it's sort of a, a, de, a denouement, I think is what they call it in, in screenwriting, where they, everything's kind of wrapping up and, and kind of uh, coming to the end. And um, I, I'm glad we got to end part of this series with an Alex and Cara moment, because they, they factored so heavily into the story. And um, I was curious about what you guys think about what the future of facet could be because we got introduced to her in this story. She's an original character from Sterling Gates created just for this series. And we see that she's been put in the DEO. Do you think we could ever see her show up on the show? I feel like it would just be really cool. Even if it was, even if it was a brief thing, or even if it was something like we saw in a flashback, like a a Krypton flashback, but maybe she didn't necessarily show up. In National City, I don't know. I feel like, but I feel like the show has done such a good job too of portraying a diverse amount of women and like 
different positions is and and not just like heroes villains too so i feel like i feel like it could be it could be a uh, a fun cameo i think so. yeah i think that would be great cuz i think that she's like her character connects to Alora so you can sort of use that character to to talk about you know how Kara feels about her mother and stuff like that. So yeah, I would love to see her on the show. Yeah, I think that's a good point because you could have her maybe tell some sort of backstory that happened that we don't know about until maybe the Alora AI describes something, and maybe Kara or Supergirl has to go and find Facet to get that information. Sort of like she had to do in this series. Um, and I thought it was. Uh, a good bit of writing on Sterling's part because Facet says, no one knows these fugitives from Fort Ross like I do, Supergirl. You're going to need me someday. And I thought, that's a great way to leave it open-ended so that if the show wanted to use her, they could. <laughs> so I, I, think they, I, I think they could easily work her in because if she's in the DEO, maybe, maybe we don't see her in season one, but we know she's down there, you know, from, from canon, uh, since this is tied into the same universe, we know that she's at the DEO. So, uh, th- I mean, they could easily bring her on the show in, in some form or fashion. So I kind of hope they do, because I think that would be really cool to see Facet in live action. And what did you guys think about Emma Viacelli's artwork in this issue? So pretty. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about it um, before, but I still love the way that Cara's hair is drawn. Emma Viacelli does such a great job in, in making it, you know, especially in the um, uh, page 21 when she's flying and you kind of see like, you know, the hair is waving and it looks like she's, she's in the wind. It's interesting because I didn't even notice the panels where the fight's going on behind it until Morgan, until you pointed it out. And now that I'm looking at them, it's just, they're just so cool. Yeah, I feel like I just, those two pages are probably my favorite of the whole issue just because there's so much going on. Yeah, I just loved like a lot of the little touches that she did. Like on, pa- let me find out what page this is. But on page ten, when like Facet throws her through, looks like into a house or through like a fence or something, and then there's a panel of her in what like what looks like like she's like coming out of the page almost. Like yeah, yeah. Like she like, she like popped a hole in like the fabric of the the comic like she got thrown through it it's it's really cool it's really neat and like the 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 pages with the fighting going on in the background and and just like the little details like i I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast where when she's dropping facet to earth you can see her like really like like, (laughs) off (laughs) down (laughs) um well i like that uh panel that you mentioned on um page 10 uh that where she's kind of coming out on the page because if you look um, her tights, she has a run in the tights because she's been oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. thrown through a wall. So, I mean, that's some hardcore fighting that's going on if, if you mess up the tights. Um, <laughs> so so uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. And I, I didn't really kind of put that together until you mentioned that it does sort of look like she's coming out of the page a little bit. So that's pretty cool. Um, some of my favorite uh, pages in this one, um, there's on page 13, there's just this awesome big page of Supergirl delivering this, you know, right, right-handed uppercut to facet. And it's just, it's awesome. And even the sound effects look like, uh, the diamond, uh, stuff that facet is made out of. So I, I, I like the way that it, 
it shows the face cracking and then kind of goes into the sound effect. So I, that, that's probably my favorite page. Um, I, and I, I like that a lot. So there's, there's a lot of cool stuff in there, but the one thing I was a little, I don't, I don't know, it, I'm sure this is this is how it is, but the, the one of the pages that I thought was a little awkward was on page nine, where it looks like Facet, I guess, bites Supergirl's nose because um, oh, she headbutts. She headbutts her. Okay, yeah, yeah. She I, throws the this, dirt in her face and then she headbutts her. Okay, I was a little confused about that because in the in the the third panel on that same page, you can see that her nose is bloody. But I was like, what is happening in that one pan? Like, it's it's yeah, sort you, of hard to tell. Yeah, if you look like you get at the edge of the panel, you can see her ear, oh, and then like yeah, her forehead. That. Her head is 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 you know, kind of peeking out from the hair, but yeah, it, they kind of, it's kind of cropped in a strange angle, but yeah, the, the, she had butts are in the, in the nose. Yeah. So. I was also confused by that. The first time I read, it. I was like, what did she just do? <laughs> but, but I guess, you know, how else would you draw somebody headbutting someone else? So, uh, I think that's probably the best visual way to, to represent that. But that was, that was the only one I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think that is going to uh, take us to our overall thoughts on this issue. And maybe if you want to talk about Adventures of Supergirl as a whole, since this is the last uh, chapter that we're going to get, hopefully not for forever. Hopefully we'll come back. Hopefully we'll get more of this. But for right now, um, what what did you all think about uh, this issue and maybe your thoughts on Adventures of Supergirl as a whole? Um, Carly, we'll start with you. It was just really fun. Um as somebody who's, I mean, I'm relatively new to comics, I would say, probably only started reading them in the last, like, seriously reading them in the last maybe six months or so. And, uh, you know, I think it, it it was nice to have a series that was, I mean, I would say it had some dark moments, but on the whole was very optimistic and hopeful. And so it was it was kind of a refreshing change to read something that's just you know, it's just like I feel like every every week it just made me happy. So um, I really enjoyed it, and it did feel like even though we had several kind of villain of the week storylines, it all became this one overarching narrative. So that was really great too, and it was also fun to see all the different artists that got to work on it. Like it was fun to have a change up every couple issues because you got to see how each artist interprets the characters differently. And I, I always really enjoy when they do that on the series because you get a chance to see like different styles and it's always really fun. So a little bittersweet because I was like, I don't want it to be over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, but you know, you, I felt like I kind of just read the last two pages with a smile on my face because I was like, oh, it's just so nice, but also sad because I want more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Morgan, what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, I really agree with everything Carly said. I I, I liked it so much. I I thought it was, I thought it had a really good mix of uh, of you know there were there were some emotional stuff and there was some dark stuff, but I think I thought overall it was like it was a very nice like light book that still really got into like. Cars, you know, her personality. And I, I like that it, it really highlighted that sister bond between her and Alex. I thought that that was great, that that was such a cornerstone of the whole series is, was how she was interacting with Alex. Like even the issues where maybe Alex didn't play as big of a part, there was still a lot of like backstory on their relationship. And we got to learn more about 
Alex is uh, as on her first mission and things like that. So I really liked it. I thought it was it was really smart and uh, and like Carly said, I I loved every time that there would be like a new artist. I'd be so excited to see what their interpretation of the characters was going to be. Yeah, I think that helps it keep it fresh so that you're not seeing the same thing over and over again. At least with the different artists, you get to see something new and it sort of makes it feel like you're discovering something new, discovering some other artists. So, yeah, I like that as well. Um, in, in terms of issue number 13, I, overall, I really liked it a lot. I thought it was a good wrap-up of everything we had seen previously. I liked that we even got to see real docs in there and just to see all of the the baddies even though i think rampage uh got redeemed in the end uh, i think it was nice to see all you know all of the the ways that they all factored in even Psy played a part and and they they were all kind of interwoven and we got to see cameos of all of all of our characters and i i definitely liked um uh, seeing how Supergirl was able to outsmart Facet in, in a in a very clever way. Well, and I guess I should, should also mention um, there was one Kryptonese translation on page eighteen, and I think it was uh, I, I think the translation is Rock Heart. Uh, so that that was something that uh, Supergirl called Facet that she she said she had a, a rock heart. So uh, I thought that was very fitting. So that was the only time we had to do any translating in this issue, but. I, uh, I I thought that was a, a nice little clever thing that Sterling put in there. And um, there was even a callback or a reference to Stronger Together, which was the second episode of season one. So uh, that tying back into it. And even Sterling got to put in the uh, kind of catchphrase from his comic series, you know, his, his run where Supergirl says, I'm Supergirl and this is my life. That's very much a Sterling Gates thing. So I was glad to see that in there. The only thing I kind of had a, ooh, this might be going a little on the cheesy side. Um, I think we talked about that a little bit with the Supergirl season one finale, about how it was like borderline Velveeta, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> uh, so there's there's one uh, one line, and, and I will say, before I mention this, because I know this is kind of a negative thing, I don't want to bring it down, but uh, I, I do appreciate that Sterling, you know, uh, put in the, um, the line where Supergirl says, if anyone asked me, I'd say I stand for hope, help, and compassion for all. I like that he added something new to Supergirl's mythos. Uh, I appreciate the sentiment behind that. Um, and I, I like the three words he chose because I think those are very Supergirl things. Those are very big traits that, and things that she does display, that she is hopeful, that she does help people, that she does show compassion. We saw all of that in this issue, in this issue 13. But the only thing I think that made it a little cheesy for me is that Supergirl says it about herself. And I don't know, that was sort of like, I kind of felt like it was a little conceited for her to be like, I have a slogan. I have a thing, you know, I have a tagline for myself. It was almost like a booster gold kind of a thing um, in, in when I read it. But I think maybe, I don't know, maybe it could have been, maybe I'm harshing on this, I don't know. But I, I think maybe it would have worked more for me if someone else had said that about her. Like maybe if Alex had said that about her. Um, but I, I, that was the only thing in this issue that I was like, I don't know about that. But 
I'm glad that she has something of her own. You know, Superman has truth, justice in the American way, and now Supergirl has hope, help, and compassion for all. So I think that's, you know, the sentiment and the uh, emotion behind that and the um, the effort into making something for Supergirl is something I definitely appreciate. I just maybe wish, you know, it'd be like if I went outside somewhere and was like, I'm Rebecca Johnson and I believe in these things. You know, it seems a little hoity-toity for me. But um, in terms of the overall series, I loved all of the issues. I thought it was a great comic to read. I wanted to read it every week. I wanted to come on the podcast and talk to you guys about it every week. And um, I'm really glad that we chose to do this as sort of another little supplemental episode of Supergirl Radio because it's been a really fun series that we've done. And so I'm going to miss doing it. Um, but I, I hope we get more of it. I just hope that there's like another Supergirl comic series that ties into the show because this one was so much fun. Yeah, I hope we get. I, I think Sterling Gates is is up for it. I think he's he's up for writing some more. So I, I think it did pretty well. I mean, every time I went into my local comic book shop, and the the guy knew I was coming in to get it, like <laughs> I would come in every other week, and he'd be like, you know, pointing to to it. So um, he was telling me, you know, it was it was flying off the shelf. So I I I hope that it did well and um it sounds like everybody, you know, that I've seen online who read it really enjoyed it. So uh I I hope that means maybe sometime in the future we'll we'll get more of it. Season 2. I am I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. I, I think we get we could do this again. I think uh I think that would be a good time to to do it after season 2 and maybe um because I think it was like I think Morgan you mentioned the the backstories that got filled in for some of the characters I thought I thought you know if you can't do it on the show this is a great opportunity to do it in the comic and and Sterling took full advantage of that uh so I I hope maybe maybe with it the season two premiere that's called the adventures of Supergirl I don't know maybe they could take some cues from the comic and put it on the show well that's going to do it for our thoughts on adventures of Supergirl number 13 if you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology or your DC Comics app. If you haven't bought it yet, Adventures of Supergirl is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, iBooks, Google Play, the Kindle Store, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. So you have no excuse. There's many options. Yes. <laughs> Well, and as far as keeping up with us, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And uh, you can listen to us on Google Play. And you can check out our literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we are part of the DC TV podcast circle. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, and even the DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed and follow at DC TV podcast on Twitter and like DC TV podcast on Facebook. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod, that's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. You can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Um, I'm weekend editor at the Mary Sue, which you can visit at the Mary I will be tweeting rapidly at DC comics to give us another run of adventures of Supergirl. So, and also retweeting everyone else who's trying to petition for 
Because I want more. That's a good idea. We could just start. You Let's know. just start a campaign. I think. We'll start if you need campaign. us, we will be retweeting everyone on the internet, <laughs> trying to get another <laughs> run. That's a, right? that's a great thing about the internet. You can make your voice be heard. So good idea. Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. Uh, you can find me at BuddyTV.com. I'm covering Pretty Little Liars this summer for the site. And you can also uh, make sure to check out my Twitter because I will be attending San Diego Comic-Con and I will have news. <laughs> Definitely want to follow that. Well, even though this is the end, we really enjoyed going on the adventures of Supergirl. Supergirl.